Good evening, good evening, good evening. It is the Couch Potato Sports Report. It's Mo <laughs> Better here with T-Bird. OG is with us here in the stratosphere somewhere. Good evening. How you doing, Mike? Good Ooh, I, evening. I used your real name, man. Man, don't do that. I know, right? Don't do that. She was just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even call you that off air. I don't know where that came from. Uh, falling in love what? again. Oh, here we go. It's going to be rough. <laughs> Good yeah. evening, Mo. Yeah, he does that again. I'm going to go ahead and mute him. So. Right. Yeah. yeah. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks. Good looking out. Good looking out. There he is. Hey, OG. Hey, I, in the flesh, sorry, you got a sick kiddo. I would love to be there, but, uh, and just tell Mike what's what, uh, sorry, T-Bird, what's what, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, you know, sick kiddo, so I got to do dad duty here. Right, we, we don't mind, we don't mind that at all. Keep the germs there, keep the germs there. No yeah. doubt there about it. All right, gentlemen. I, what up? It's it's a sad day. Sad, Sunday was a sad day for Falcons fans. Um, who knows if they had a shot, but there certainly were some calls that were made T bird that just really, I think helped decide the game in an unfair way. No doubt about it. I mean, you know, just watching that game, uh, had the Brady effect from the moment go. Yeah. And, uh, I'm so sick of that. Uh, you know, we had a legitimate chance if, uh, when we, we Okay, let's go back. They call a pass That's interference yep. on AJ Terrell that was not was one. Not. Look at look at the replay. That's what kicked it off. Okay, and then uh, Grady Jarrett comes up again. Magnificent sack, G- wonderful sack. And then when he rolled uh, Brady over, Brady landed on him. Mm-hmm. And Jerome Bulger, uh, Bulger, or whatever the heck his name is. Did you see the explanation that he gave? I didn't want to hear it. I, it, it there was none. There's there's no excuse for a, a for a refereeing team to really kind of decide the game. You're there to make calls, absolutely. But when you actually decide the game, there there's there there's there's some favoritism there. I just want to know did did they get paid off or that, something? I mean, think about it. Okay, uh, that was we missed the first three and out because. Uh, they call a pass interference. Mm-hmm. Okay, we go down. We get them three. Uh, we get them get off the field on third down again, and they call the mm-hmm. the thing on uh, Grady. Uh, so say if we get the ball, we go down, we score, and we kick a field goal. We up by one. Mm-hmm. I mean, we kick an extra point. We up by one. Mm-hmm. It makes me think that the the NFL has oppressed teams in the league that they want to keep oppressed. You understand? Because they want us, Detroit, uh, uh, used to be Miami. They they kind of know. But it's certain teams that they just don't want to win. They just want them to be a part of the group, bringing in money to the NFL. So all of the Bradys and, and, and uh, Staffords and uh, some of these other kids, all these other – Suppose the great teams, uh, Mahomes, they want them to be the the NFL. Yeah. Now, if I'm Arthur Smith, let me tell you what I would have done. As soon as he made that call, rather than put my hands over my head like that, I would have cussed him upside down on the field. They would have had to pull me off the field. And then when the game was over, if I wasn't thrown out, I'm running up the tunnel 
cussing them out. You understand mm-hmm. me? Jerome Barker, the, the head referee with the white hat on. And then if they went into their locker room, I'm going in the locker yeah, room. Find me. I don't care. Oh, They're going to find you. Hey, m- my daddy is a, uh, is a billionaire. You understand? Mm-hmm. My daddy owned FedEx. You think I'm worried about money? I got you. Okay, Here's and then the I'm making millions with them. So I'm, I'm, I'm just sick of that. There's just, OG, you know, Tampa Bay had five sacks, five. And I'm sure some of those could have been possibly, if, if, we're, ta- if we're using the same narrative as far as the, the uh, Grady tackle, surely one of those five could have been called rough in the past. Or surely, but five? Right. So I mean, and and you know, let's not, of course, talk about how obviously you know the Falcons' O line got ate up a little bit by them. But even still, I mean, let's can't can't we make it fair even when they there might be an advantage with having Brady on their team? But OG, what are your thoughts? I, so look, I mean, I did not not specific to that game, but there was another game with another highly you know reputable quarterback that had a very suspect uh, roughing the passer call. Uh, in fact, the, and I can't, I can't for the life of me remember, it may have been Stafford, um, but the, you know, the D lineman puts his hand down to brace his fall, but because maybe the ref did or didn't see it, uh, it got flagged for, you know, roughing the passer because they say that he landed his full weight on, on this, uh, you know, fragile quarterback. And, it begs to the difference. We've got instant replay now in a lot of cases, and we can use it on some judgment calls. But when when they have such a big effect on the game, like a pass interference or yes. like a roughing the passer, um, it, it begs the question: Should it be involved in these judgment, you know, quick decisions because it has such a drastic effect on the game? In that game you was talking about, it was in the Kansas City game. Okay. Uh, Monday night, I believe. And I forget who they played, but uh, I remember. The, I watched the Raiders. It. Yeah. The Raiders. It was in the Kansas City game. The guy, look, the guy sacks the quarterback, Mo, and the ball comes loose, and he gets the ball as he's sacking the quarterback, which is a fumble. And when he falls down, he's got the presence of mind to put his left arm out mm-hmm. to keep from getting that call where you're falling on the quarterback. And they messed that up. It's just going around the league ever since the tour injury. And uh, they, so, they, they killing it. They need instant replay or something. Look, I, and I'm not as um... – I'm not the big, the big, uh, you know, skeptic about, oh, the, the league's in on it and, you know, oh, these, they're, I don't think it's anything formalized like that. But when you have multiple instances, it kind of brings into question, well, you know, maybe it's one of those unofficial things that, you know, it's like hint, hint, nudge, nudge. There's nothing in writing, but it's kind of an unwritten rule that you gotta, you gotta take care of these, um, of, of these quarterbacks that are the future. Well, back in the day, uh, everybody on the football field was a football player pretty much except for the kicker. The quarterback was one of the toughest guys in the league because he got his butt booked. Now, everybody that signed up, they know that this is a dangerous game. Okay, Tom Brady make $50 million a year or more. So, I think 
that he live game. I don't. We might as well put uh, flags on emoji. So when you get to the quarterback, you, it's flag football. So you just pull the flag off of him and he sacked. So I, I think they're gonna have to know and understand that this is a dangerous game. Sign a waiver. Something. Yeah. We'll, we'll we'll talk more about that later in the hour. But I kind of wanted to look. Yes, that was a very controversial play. But let's let's not overlook the fact that. For the most part, the Falcons didn't look good Sunday. They did. The Falcons didn't look good, but man, their defense carried them and and kept them in it to where they had a chance to win the game. Yes, they did. And I, that I was that is something that you and I were very skeptical of going into this year, especially with the performance of the defense last year. We still have challenges uh, clearly on the offensive line, but. I, I am very surprised to say that the defense is the best, you know, the best phase of football for the Falcons. Yeah. Yeah, right now, because, you know, in the second half, they didn't give up any points. Uh, what, three, right. three, uh, three and outs, four, three and outs yeah. against Tom Brady? That's saying something. And actually, it would have been more than that if, you know, if we would have got this uh, sack. But I agree, Mo. We, we didn't look that well, but. I, they still can't, even if we didn't look that well, they still can't take away the chance for us to scrape a win out. Yeah. And I I feel like that's what they did. I don't know. I mean, we just didn't really get the production we needed out of the folks that we needed to step up, um, I don't think. I mean, I, I get it. You know, there certainly was a shot, but at the end of the day, um, uh-huh. needs, you, needs you to play on both sides of the ball all four quarters, and they didn't do that. What you got, Dex? Uh, yeah, to all the... Um, Atlanta Falcons fans out there, you know, I realized you guys had, had a pretty rough weekend. So I just want to offer something to you. I have a therapist with the 800 number. Feel free to call, tell, talk your feelings out. You're not alone. This is a safe place. Oh, what? Uh-huh. Yeah, no. Talking Oh my God! Y'all all sound like y'all need therapy, coffee. I got some Xanax in the car. Yeah, I well, bought Dex, it from the local high school. So, Dex, we do because we've been going through this since 1966. Oh, okay. Oh, so you should you should be used to it by now. That that should be the no. Nah, we we want to win. We want to win. And and Mo, back to what you say now. I agree that we didn't play well again, but don't don't take an opportunity for us to 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 scrap a game to get out. One thing I want to say is uh Lamade Zacchaeus mm-hmm. caught a touchdown pass. And I've told y'all that this kid can be an impact player if we use him right. Mm-hmm. To me, he is a second-rate Debo Samuel. I see that all over him. Mm-hmm. They said uh the other day, it was on um in the Falcon talking thing that they feel like Alameda Zagiz is uh, the smartest receiver they got. He's working well with what they got. We're using. Yeah. This is what the coaches were saying. Okay, we're using. You Again, let's go back to Kyle Pitts. When he gets back on the field, he's a unicorn. I don't care if he has got du- a double team. Throw to him. Let that unicorn show, just like they do with all the great tight ends in the league. They catch passes all over the place. How, how much of that do you put on Mariota? I mean, again, he's got to trust his receivers. He's, he certainly has his pick. So how do you either encourage him um, to target him more or how, or do we even know that 
Mariota has the skill set to be able to take advantage of the player type of player playmaker that he is. Well, that's a very good question. I think uh, we need to have a com- Arthur Smith got to have a conversation with his quarterback and say, this is what we got to get Kyle Pitts more involved. To me, the offense ought to be centered around him. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he can play outside. He can play inside. And you got to get that man the ball. Uh, the running game picked up in the second half. You know, offensive line, I need that for four quarters, baby. Yeah. You know, so, you know, and, and Mo, you, all your all your questions are valid. I mean, they're, they're very good questions. But we got to find a way to use the weapons that we have. So, OG? You know, I, I think you're right. And, and I think we should center the, the game plan around the players that we have and not make the players fit the game plan. And, and we didn't have Cordell Patterson last week. And I, I feel like we, we should have, exactly like I said, you, utilize the weapons that we have on the field. Utilize Kyle Pitts. Utilize these big receivers. And we don't have to pound the ball 30 times a game, every game, no matter what especially when the game doesn't dictate that. And I, I feel like there's a strategy component that's missing, but maybe they're doing that because they know that Mariota is not the guy and can't hit those. You know, he's never going to be the most accurate quarterback. And so maybe we are undervalued. You know, we're, we're not giving them enough credit, but, who, you know, this is just uh, that's how we do it on the cash pit. We just fire from the hip. <laughs> well, I think that, if you don't feel Mariota can make those plays, then you need to get him out of there. Yeah. Because in, if 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 he can't make the plays, then you just got them guys out there taking up space. And they need to be used. Kyle Pitts need to have touchdown passes. Um, um, Patterson, you know, needs to be used in any kind of way that we can because he got all his great skill set. So does Alameda Zacchaeus. If you look at the way when we play San Francisco, look at the way they use their running backs. Look at the way they use Debo Samuel. And I'm telling you, y'all mark my words, Alameda Zacchaeus is a Debo Samuel. But you got to use him that way. He's tough. He's always around the football. And 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 he mad when he plays. But you got to give him opportunities. So that's the way I feel about it, Mo. OG, what you got? You know, in in the end, I feel like Cordell Patterson is is similar. You know, he's he's a former kick returner slash wide receiver turned running back, and and really hadn't found his stride until he came to the Falcons, and the Falcons have really done a lot with him and That's right. and raised. I mean, I mean, they've given him a, a kind of a second life to his career, and I feel like they're using him in that way. But why not use him like like? Tyreek Hill and, and hand the ball off to him and throw to him and just get the ball. He's one of those guys you want to just get the ball in his hands and let him work. I agree. Yeah. I agree. So the Falcons have um, San Francisco up next. Mm-hmm. Do we expect some kind of bounce back? Because again, it's it's not like they look awful. There's certainly some promise in the defense um, and certainly some promise in these playmakers who think you can bounce back from these injuries. So can we, can we, can we, can we squeak out a win? Will it be an emphatic win against San Francisco, or are we just? Well, it's going to be – it's just going to be real tough because San Francisco is good. And uh, we really going to have to play for four quarters, <laughs> limit mistakes, 
And uh, Mariota's going to have to have a hell of a game for four quarters. And the defense, you know, and I meant that, uh, mention this, guys, is that, you know, we traded D, uh, Debo uh, Jones this week, uh, Deion Jones, to Cleveland. And I hate that situation because this guy was a Pro Bowl linebacker. And for some for some reason, the coaches that we got now, they don't think he's any good. Yeah. So anyway. So uh, would, would it be nice if um, Pitts was healthy just to see him be literally compared in that San Francisco game to Samuel and be really be able to do that out of eye comparison no to doubt. see if they really do kind of have some some similarities? No, no doubt. You know, and and OG, I'm gonna let you come in in a minute, but you gotta, you, you know, you can use Pitts on the end round. He, 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 that type of player. You can, you can throw the short passes to him that that are like runs. You know, but you gotta put the ball in that man's hands. Look, look at Travis Kelsey at Kansas City. Did you see the the game the other night? How they used him? Of course, you got Patrick Mahomes, mm-hmm. but. They this guy had five touchdown passes the other night. Yeah, in one game, we can't get that in a year. Right. So that's my that's my take on it. OG. Yeah, Kelsey. They do those little shovel passes and and yeah. use him almost like a like a running back. But then obviously they use him as a tight end. But it's just like we say, we got to rely on Mariota. I feel like we say that week in week out it makes me nervous that our entire week rests on Mariota's shoulders. Mm. I just don't think he's that guy, but that's just my opinion. We'll see. All right, folks, y'all stick with us. We'll be back here on the Couch and Say Sports Report. Talk some local high school football. Stay with us. Why would you hold on to a stale old auto policy when you have a fresh new car? New ride, new you, new plan, right? The LeVette Group will assess the new you for a tailored policy that meets all your requirements. So why not update your auto needs with a personalized plan from the LeVette Group? Call me, Todd Dean, to find the best package that fits you. I can be reached at 678 777-7718. Again, I'm Todd Dean of the LeVette Group, and you can reach me at 678-777-7718. We are back here on the Couch Potatoes Force Report. We're live at Mission Road Studios in Cartersville, Georgia on a Friday night where you can catch us 6 o'clock sharp. That's right. You can catch us on what else, Mo? Podbean, Spotify, Facebook, the Couch Spot on Twitter. Twitter. I remembered it. I remembered it finally. And this show is based off what? Real folks talking about real sports around the water cooler normal folks at home at home chilling yeah just the way you talk about it at home that's we we like og said a while ago we straight from the hip straight from the hip straight from the hip and we love our sports and we love our and we love our local teams especially locally here in bartow county there was 
a well it certainly was a rivalry i don't know if it was a a, a really a in doubt who would win but carsville certainly handled their business like we knew they would against cast last, last week pretty much a beat down 35 to 13. yeah um i i'm glad that we went in there and took care of business especially coming off of the loss to calhoun and uh by the way calhoun went to uh to hire him and got beat and got beat yeah. sure did and uh, so I think that tells you a lot of stuff right there because we got Hiram tonight. Right. <laughs> so glad to see that. Uh, understand Paul Campbell, who we had on the show uh, a few weeks ago, had a very good game. Very good game. Had 91 rushing yards, right. which led the team. So he's certainly and, – and I wonder – I wonder if that was purposeful and, and just to think, just to t touch back on that loss to Calhoun. Right. I remember you saying, you know, you kind of wish there, there was a different end to that. Right. Um, so maybe, and, and I don't mind that, that as an athlete, some, some weeks you got something to prove. Some weeks you got to do some things to really show yourself, if not everybody else. You're exactly right. So I'm, I'm, I'm proud of him and impressed that he was able to come back and really just have a really great game. Right. And uh, what do you think? And, OG, I want to get your perspective on here. We've been beating Cass. Cartersville's been, been keep beating Cass for a very, 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 <laughs> very long time. Would you say before the beginning of time? I, you were there. You should know. I would say. And, uh, you know, they've beat us, I think, twice. But what what do you think that that does to to the fans at Cass? Do you think they assume that okay, we got to play Carsville, so we're gonna get beat? I just, I, you know what? I'm not, I'm not Bartow, so I really don't have a dog in the fight. But personally, um, I would think that there are, as the generations go by, they're further and further removed from when it was really a quote true rivalry. That's true. So I, I would, I would wager that most of probably within the last 15 years, um, most cast students and alumni have a different rival in mind when they think about us actually getting up and getting emotional about it. I really I, do. I, I don't know, Mo, because their kids, I, I don't think it's as hard as it used to be because a lot of the kids that went to cast when I was in school, their kids go to Cartersville now just because of the, the dynamics of the area. But, you know, I, they still tell them about it because I and I I talked to some cast kids at Kroger last night, and they say, "Oh yeah, we knew we were going to lose. We were playing Carter, so you know who you think." And so they know, but I I don't know to what extent. OG, what you think? Give me your perspective on. It. Yeah, it's one of those. It's not even David versus Goliath, but you're you're going up against the equivalent of Alabama every year. And you just you can't compete at that level. So it's it's kind of like one of those you you got to play the game, but you have low expectations. You just want to have a good showing. But man, how do you talk to your players and get your players fired up and motivated to just go out there and get beat? And it's not like it's not like college where they're getting a, a chunk of money. This is you know this is high school where where you've got to just go out and and try to win, but. Yeah, I don't even know if it's a rivalry anymore. And I, I, I kind of feel like Cartersville took it easy on Cass because, hey, they let them score 13, but also they only put up 35. 
That's true. And you, if y'all remember, I said that that score was going to be 35 to 7. Did I not, Mo? I don't remember. Oh, good God almighty. That was my yeah. uh, Come on, OG. I know you with me. Uh, Dex, I said that Mo asked me what I think the score was going to be. I said, I think it's going to be 35 to 7. It ended up being 35-13. So, you know, the ball was in the house you now. Were, you were in the ballpark. I was in the house. So, uh, I, I just think it's so mental. That's why a lot of, and I'm going to just be straight with y'all. That's why a lot of kids from Cass, they hate Cartersville. Because they get beat so much in football by us. So they start coming out, well, yeah, Cartersville ain't nothing but a preppy school and it's this and that. And I think a lot of that comes from maybe them talking to their parents about the past and them going to cast right now and just getting a little bit of what used to be. Uh, yeah, I guess it's a little bit of what used to be. But again, a, a good rivalry um, for the fan base is that the the fans really believe there's a legitimate shot um to win and i just don't think that that happens with cast i mean sure it's, you you want to be positive but there's i mean yeah you know you're about to get beat it's almost to the point now where it can be the homecoming game for for cartersville but I, again i, I want to see cast again not necessarily topple cartersville but they really have opportunities <laughs> Every year, as does a Daresville, we can't not gonna mention Woodland. They they really have an opportunity. Don't, probably gonna do it. Don't do that. Because because they have players who have gone to play at the next level. So we know the talent is there. It's just can they put those pieces together to at least surprise some folks, to at least make it competitive, to at least challenge Cartersville for <laughs> for the crown. I mean, you may not get it, but at least wouldn't it be nice to have two or three teams in Bartow County that are really, really good and not just rebuilding, not just I pretty okay. good, you know, and I, and I think that Cass needs opportunities with other teams that aren't, you know, the Mount Everest of, of high school football right now to really build that confidence into in, into their program. I agree. I, I think I think I was, Cass has always had some very good athletes. Yeah. So I'll, I've always said that I think it's the level of coaching. Uh -oh. I think. Uh oh. I mean, I'm, I'm just. I ain't saying Cass got bad coaches. Shots fired. You, you Shots did. Fired I'm, no, I'm not. You did. I'm just, I'm just saying. You just did. You did. No, nah, listen, listen to what I'm saying. I'm trumping y'all right here. I'm trumping y'all. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I, I didn't say that. I mean gaslighting. Okay. Yeah, gotcha. I, I, I just think that maybe. They may not have the quality of instruction, maybe the way some other teams have it. That's a really good way of saying that's a bad coach. Very, yeah, that's a very HR answer there, T-Bird. We call those euphemisms. Well, I'm just saying because yeah. they've they've had some, some some very good football talent up there, and I just don't understand why they can't win. I really can't. So it's got to be somewhere. It's got to be. Something, I mean. Chief, let me ask you this. Yeah. If, if, because high school football is a huge revenue driver for the school, in, in every school, I don't care, good program or not, if Cass beat Cartersville in every other sport except football, do you think the mindset would be any different? 
do I think the mindset would be different if Cass beat us in, but, uh, in, well, in everything in, else? But in football, yeah. I mean, I mean, I would still think in when you talk about football, and if we still beating them in football, I would think the same thing. So if they beat them in basketball, baseball, wrestling, track, you're not impressed. I would be impressed in the, impressed in those sports, <laughs> but but for football, I'm I'm gonna probably stick with what I know because, and the reason why that there's no continuity. Cast goes through coaches like we drinking Coca Colas. You know what I mean? Every few years, it seems like they got a new one. So you gotta have some continuity, some cohesiveness with your coaching and your coaching staff to get some some progress, don't y'all think? I'm not, I don't have a dog in the fight. You're not, I'm, mm-mm. I'm Again. When, when, yeah. the, when the rumor gets out that that T-Bird said that Cass's coaches suck. I um, didn't say that. Did. No, I did not say that. And if yeah. you wanted to talk to him, oh, I can give I, you all I, his address. I, I said maybe the instruction maybe needs to be at a little bit more higher level because you've got some great athletes. Maybe you need to look, do a little something different coaching-wise. So you don't think that the current coaching staff or the coaching staffs in, in the past have really had a, a high enough football IQ to really put together a program that can win? I ain't saying they ain't got no IQ. Maybe they're not translating their high IQ over to the players in a way that they can understand to be better. So the coaching sucks. I didn't say that. I didn't say that the coach is such. Don't 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 misconstrue what I'm saying. This is some Olympic level backpedaling. <laughs> I'm just like, saying. Don't, don't pull a hammy. No, I'm just saying that I uh you know you know maybe uh right. maybe you need to look at like if you if if you get say if this coach don't work out, then maybe you really need to try to go find where top tier coaches are and bring them in here. Yeah, they're so so go find go say go find the Nick Saban of you want them to find the Nick Saban of high school football, and that'll make all the difference in the world. I think it'll help if I'm that principal up there. If this don't work out, and I hope it works out, I hope Cass makes the playoff. I want him. I want to cheer for him. If Cass go down to to, whoa, whoa, wait a minute, hold on, don't don't start, don't start that that jabbing inside, OG. Because I've always said, if Cass, Adazzle, or Cartersville, back then, if they went to Atlanta Stadium to play in the playoffs, I don't care if Cass made it out of all the county teams. I'm going to watch Cass play because that's from my county. I'm going to cheer for them. When Adazzle made it down there a few years ago, I went to watch Adazzle because they from my county. And I'm going to cheer for them. Yeah. Is this the same guy that was Cast, uh, was cursing cast up and down left and right last week. I don't care nothing about them. And I told my, my brother to pull his kids out of cast and put him in Cartersville. Like, yeah. are you the same guy from last week? I'm the same guy. Okay. But if my team ain't in it, I'm going to go down there and support cast because they from my county. As long as my team ain't in it. That, Come on now, OG. 
That checks. I just, <laughs> I don't know about that. Keeper, you got to put down the shovel, man. You are just digging that hole, buddy. I just gotta, digging I, it. I got I got a question. What if, what if the offensive coordinator for Cartersville went over and head coached over at Cass? You know, then it's an upgrade. He would be the good, most good, hated man in Bartow County. Good for Cass. <laughs> He'd be the most hated man. The in conflict County. is would, there. Would he become my enemy? Yes, he would. Well, and 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 there you have it. The, the complete <laughs> 360 of a backpedal that you'll ever see on live podcast. Oh, my goodness. Y'all too much. <laughs> All right, folks, stick with us. We're going to take us another break. And come back and, oh my goodness, the Braves are getting rocked tonight. We're going to talk about the Braves. Stick with us. When shopping for homeowners insurance, understand that any broker can bundle to save you money. The LeVette Group takes insurance further with personalized agent attention. We are always available to advocate for you and your family when processing claims and adjusting for your insurance requirements. Call me, Todd Dean, to find the best package that fits you. I can be reached at 678-777-7718. Again, I'm Todd Dean of the LeVette Group, and you can reach me at 678 777 we are back here on the Conference Sports Report, and probably in record time, T Bird blew a gasket this week. <laughs> <laughs> And it's probably going to continue. What's what's the latest score? It's it's six nothing. Jesus. Bottom of the fifth for the Braves. OG, you know we we battled back and and tied the series here at, at home. Um, does it look promising? Are you discouraged? Um, can uh, they win? Can they win? Yes. Will they win? Oh, they're not. They're not doing themselves any favors. And I I think. The Braves are one of those teams where they have to have long series, like seven-game series, and they have to have a long season because literally it came down to the last week (laughs) of the season for them to get in position. But, man, the Phillies, like, we had all this great pitching, and where did it go? Where did it go? I just, when it matters the most, but the Braves are having a hard time showing up. Well, we're not hitting the ball. And I've said all along that when you get in the playoffs, yes, you got to have great pitching. But you got to hit the that blame baseball. And we, we, we're we just not doing that. And uh, I one thing, every pitch and every out means something in the postseason. Would you agree, OG? Uh to an extent. <laughs> to an extent. Well, you're talking outside of your neck. Well, every pitch and every out means something in postseason. We got to play some small ball and stop waiting on the homers. We we had a runner, we had Ronald Cunha at second base, nobody out. 
in the game the other day. So Dansby comes up, bunt him over. Get him in scoring position because every bat and every pitch and every run means something. You got Bryce Harper and uh, Schwarber on the Phillies button. Your star to hit 46 and uh, 20-something homers, you got them button because they know how much that – they trying to win the game. They ain't trying to impress nobody with hitting home runs. Win the game. And I fought Snicker for that. I love Snit. But I think you got to learn to play some small ball when it's available. What you got next? Um, I got a comment from OG's mom. She says that uh, you guys should remember that the last game will be in Atlanta and we do better at home. So, Yeah, I, yeah but, yeah, but they got to get there first. They got to get there. <laughs> and, that's and, right. <laughs> They've only got two hits right now through the through the um yeah the they, bottom of the they're fifth. About to, yeah they're actually about to start the sixth. I just checked. So we got we got we got to produce some runs some kind of way and not and not just think it's going to be because it's a smaller yeah going yards you you you, you you got to put some hit and run you got it's like they're going away from what got them here right play baseball you got to play baseball spread the ball around the field but you got to hit it. And uh, uh, Miss Mrs. OG, I agree with you 100%, but uh, I got to differ with you a little bit in the fact that if I'm up there and I can win two games and come home and get ready for the next one, that's probably what I want to do. Yeah, she said that uh, don't worry about homers, that they need to get hits. I agree. Yeah, so, yeah. I agree. I agree and with that. Bryce Harper is just, I mean, he's tearing the, the you know, the, um, the cover off the ball. I mean, he's hitting everything, and we just we we are leaving people on base left, right, and center. I mean, I'm just looking at some stats here. I, it's just you can't win when you when you leave four people when one person has four left on base. You just you can't do that. That's why I say you gotta <laughs> you gotta bunt runners over. You gotta you gotta make them make mistakes. Put pressure on on the other team. Standing up there waiting on homers ain't gonna do it. What? What, Mo? OG, did I did I shut you up? <laughs> no, I. We are on the same page here, T Bird. Believe as as rare as that sounds. I mean, I, I just you you got to play baseball, man. We Spencer Strider started today throwing a hundred miles an hour, but they hit it two hundred miles. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, uh, when you when you when you throw speed. To when you throw 100 miles an hour, the guy all he got to do is get the bat through the zone and let the uh, ball do the work. So, yeah, she and, said that pressure leads to errors, and I can't agree more. So yeah, you got to put pressure on on that team. Mm-hmm. You know, again, bond them over, hit and run, steal. Yeah, you know, you you we ain't putting we just we just like we have no energy. Yeah, yeah, I'd like to extend that 800 number out to all the. Uh, Braves fans as well. That's 888-ATL-HELP. Again, that's 888-ATL-HELP. Uh, charges do apply, so just keep that in mind. <laughs> just know that. Know that. Well, I, I just really fully expect um, our our stars, the folks that we've been riding the coattails on all this season to do something. I don't know if maybe it's the the, the break and maybe we just, we just kind of got to get back in the groove but this is not this is not the time to let up off the gas it is certainly crunch time and you know it's not funny 
but you know the mate the Mets are a cautionary tale. You no, know? that's true. That's true. We we might have spun our load in that. Yeah, and I, and I said that, and yeah. I said that. I said I hope that's not what we do. But the Mets just—that's probably one of the most historic crashes I've ever seen in my life that's in terms right. of a team just you know, just losing steam and then falling flat. I definitely don't think anyone expected their season ended how it did. And I'm sure there are a lot of folks who didn't expect the Braves to be where they are, maybe even them. But I fully expect them as the, as the defending world champions to put up a fight and do the necessary baseball things to get them in a position to at least win or advance. Well, let's go back. Let's just point out a couple of things before we move on. Number one, uh, Austin Riley's in a terrible slump. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I and one thing that I spotted is when we moved Michael Harris from the bottom of the order to number three, he ain't hit since. Mm. Because I just felt like lower, he, he didn't feel the pressure of being that big hitter at the number three. And I think he felt a little pressure there. Yeah. Because it's, it's, he's – Really, not too much the same at the plate. Still a great guy in outfield, but uh, you know sometimes you can tinker too much when you when he hitting it at eight. I, I want to leave him right there. Yeah. So I think the same can be said for the pitcher tonight, Strider. Um, yeah. You know, just, just signed that big contract. Yeah. Yeah. There's there are expectations when you when they give you that kind of money that it really and and was it really necessary for them to do it right at that moment? Was it? I I think that basically he's. You know, I think if you do it at certain times, that's why they wait because the way the fiscal year yeah. is, and then you got to have that money for Dansby. Yeah. And so by see, he only gonna make a million dollars next year. So and then each year goes up. So that allows other money to other players. Mm-hmm. So I don't know, but whatever it is, you got to get up off the deck because them boys they hungry. Yeah. They ain't been to the postseason in eleven years. Right. How much of this do you think is these guys are just still drunk from last year? Because according to OG's mom, she's um, the Houston Astros are actually having the same problem right now. So really, they losing tonight? Uh, I don't know if they losing tonight, but she says that they're having the same problem with uh, performance issues. So. Well, I know they won last night. Two walk to walks by uh, that big first baseman. They got two back to back walk off homers. So, I mean, I don't know. It could be, you know, we lost Tyler Massick to he going to have Tommy John surgery. Yeah. So he's, you know, so, you know, I, I, I we just got to get up off the deck, OG. We we can't we can't make excuses. You the world champions. You got to go out there and play. Right. And and you got to show up when it matters the most. We we did all this work to get to the Mets. We can't have a letdown. Because I will never let you hear the end of it um, <laughs> if that happens. And, what you and, mean? That, wait a minute, hold on. That ain't got nothing to do with me not, in that respect now. <laughs> oh, no. As much as much trash as you've been talking and yakking that mouth, I, you just, your Braves better better uh, back up all this talk you've been You've been writing checks that they can't cash. You just mad because you was harping on that long season crap. And it was a long season, and we needed the long season. So I'm telling you, you better not cheer. <clears throat> don't you cheer? If we if we if All we right. lose tonight and we win tomorrow, don't cheer. You just stay at home and pow. Well, there's actually some some we got runners on second and first now uh, in the top of the stick. So like maybe there's a chance we can have a good inning here, but will it be enough? Like last night, it was too little, too late. 
So, or I'm sorry, the, um, game two, too little, too late. We just we we can't wait until you know the sixth, seventh, eighth inning to start. No, we can't. I agree. Yeah, wake, waking the bats up. Yeah, I, uh, I, I did. I did. I did some number crunching, T Bird, and and to support oh, my God. earlier claim of baseball being a little, um, if you will, boring. Um, looking at the marathon of a game between the Guardians and the and the Tampa Bay Rays a couple of days ago on Saturday. You know the game I'm talking about. I know the fifteen so inning game. Fifteen innings. Yeah. Okay. Do you know how many pitching changes and pitches and warm-up pitches and throws? To, do you know how much of that went on? You know, the average fan hates that. Like, that, that's the part of the game that is boring. When you have no offense for 14 and a half innings, like, that is the most boring. That, you might as well be watching golf. Just watching people miss, you know, swinging, swinging at the ball and missing the whole game. That is the number one thing that fans can't stand about baseball. And I, I just, I'm I not, agree. I'm not stirring the pot. I'm just putting it out there that between all the pitching changes and the pitches and the, this, it, it's too much. It's too much. I, I don't, I, I, I don't agree with you there. OG, you know, we ain't going to never agree with that because I can go to the game and pay my money and I can stay there for 16, 17 and on a beautiful day, watch a ball game uh, watch the players on the field. It's, you can look at the other things. You gotta, you gotta love baseball and all that crying you doing. I don't want to come to no game and spend no two hours and I done, uh spent five hundred dollars. That ain't what baseball is all about. So I know you, the new millennial guy that uh, wants to go and do everything quick. Uh, so don't, don't come over here with all that. What the baseball fans don't want. The, the, the. Uh, Braves in the battery one. Uh, they they made three million dollars last year just in the battery. Okay, and then they went into the and it was full. Both games at home was sold out. So don't tell me that people want to just go to the game for an hour and a half. You got something? What you got? We got a caller on the line. We got a caller. Caller, can you hear us? Yes, I can. Hey. <laughs> How are you? I'm good. Good, good, good. You got to tell us what you think of the Braves. They got a chance or no? I think they have a chance, but I think they need to do like T-Bird was saying and play some small ball and not rely on these big home runs. They think they're going to hit and don't. Yeah. I agree with you, Miss OG. <laughs> Yeah, I think uh, I think they can go far. I think they're still, you know, high off of last year. I I think I think losing this one game, it might be a nice little wake up call to let them know that their season isn't finished and they need to get it together. I will, I will say this, and I, I want your your thoughts, Mama OG. And so, um, the core, the Atlanta Braves core, um, long term, um, at least through you know 2030, 20, 2032, um, Austin Riley, Harris, Olsen, Acuna. So, again, the expectation with this core being together for the foreseeable future, again, is 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 it is it World Series or bust moving forward every year, or can we just be satisfied with winning the pennant? I mean... No, we want to win I the World Series every year. 
I don't think we should be satisfied with just the pennant, but right. we also are going to have to have a really good shortstop. So if they can't get Dansby to come back, they need a really good shortstop. You're right, Mrs. OG. And, and I was uh, checking out the news today, and they were saying if Dansby left, if we were to somehow – get Trey Turner, how it would just upset the East. It would just create an imbalance in the East. Well, here's the thing, though. I well, mean, but do you really think the Dodgers are going to let him go easily? Right. But the, the word is, is that he, he doesn't necessarily want to be on the West Coast. Oh. He, he wants to be I, on I the East Coast. That. And so they, they also said that the Phillies – he would have a good chance of going to the Phillies because he don't want to be on the West Coast no more. That's 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 what the word is on the street. And okay, I hope you heard Dansby, that. We, we got to sign Dansby and stop playing around. If we can't sign Dansby what he's worth, he should be able to get he the dude deserves um several zeros. And if we if we're not willing to give him that, let him go so he can because he's more than earned it. Oh, no doubt. I, I agree 100%. I, I agree. I, I really think, I, I I hope I'm not wrong, but I really think that with, with all the people we've signed and the way they've structured the money, I think that's Dansby money in there. I really believe that. Okay. So, we, well, I mean, we're going to see. We thought it was Freddie money, too, but it wasn't. <laughs> I, I mean, we can launch a GoFundMe for him if need be. Uh, I'm sure T-Bird's got a couple bucks to throw his way. All right, we gotta take a wreck. Miss OG, take us out. Um, what what are, what are the chances? Do you think do you think the Braves can come back and take the series? Is she um, still there? Yeah, I think she is. Yeah, I didn't take her off. Oh, did you mean me? I'm yes, sorry, yes. I thought you meant my son. <laughs> hey, that's Mrs. Um, OG. <laughs> I think. Uh, yes, I think they can, but they gotta get get their uh get their game together here. Yeah. You co-signed that, right, OG? Yeah, they scored a run just now. They got runners first and third with two outs, and we we have put a number on the board. So I think there's but hope. But there's hope. They just need to, to set this. Mrs. OG, did, did, did you make? Miss Michael you, Harris just made a hit, so we got a run. We got all right. Mrs. OG, did you, did you uh? Make Andrew stay at home and watch the game. <laughs> no, I did not, but I suggested it would be a good idea if he was oh, going to yeah. stay at home. <laughs> Thank you for your updates. I've been texting him updates from the from the Yankees game. <laughs> hey, we want to thank you for listening every week and be a, being a loyal listener. Thank Appreciate you so you. much. All right, y'all see us. We'll Welcome. be back here to talk some Hawks after the break. Stick with us. Bye bye. When shopping for homeowners insurance, understand that any broker can bundle to save you money. The LeVette Group takes insurance further with personalized agent attention. We are always available to advocate for you 
and your family when processing claims and adjusting for your insurance requirements. Call me, Todd Dean, to find the best package that fits you. I can be reached at 678-777-7718. Again, I'm Todd Dean of the LeVette Group, and you can reach me at 678-777-7718. We are back here on the Couch Potato Sports Report. It's Mo Better with T-Bird. Another guy, OG, and had a special, special honorary guest, Mrs. OG. We got to find out what her her real first name is. <laughs> she deserves to be referred to as such, the queen that she is. So, OG, does she want to remain incognito? Uh, I don't know. That's that's up to her. But, man, I, I'm climbing out from under getting run over uh, the bus when you threw me under there. <laughs> and I, I have I have one... one I've got one more baseball uh, thing to mention, and that is I just happened to notice it. Um, the Cincinnati Reds are going to be one of the first teams to bring a, a, a collaboration of the MLB and the MGM Resort, you know, the, the gambling uh, MGM. And the Reds are going to be one of the first teams to implement like a, I don't know if it's a kiosk or a booth or some sort at the stadium so that fans can bet on the game. Are they and have uh, the, Pete Rose as the first customer? Exactly. I, I was just going to say, I think it is, t- especially because it's the Reds, like it's time to let bygones mm. be got bygones and let Pete get in the Hall of Fame if you are bringing betting to the stadium. Exactly. Like, I, I just, just let it go, MLB, and let's just get, give the man his honor, his due, and let's just, let's just all move on. Let's do it. Yeah, I agree. He should have been in anyway. Here, here. I mean, I can just mention Ty Cobb, so, <laughs> you know. Right. I mean, come on. All right, so the Hawks, um, they open next week? Do they open? Yeah, they season? got one more preseason game They're Saturday, They're like two and three right now? Something two like and that. one? Three and one, three I think. And one? No. I don't know. They, they, it they, doesn't they, matter. I know they've won two it games. Doesn't so. <laughs> it doesn't matter. It matters. It matters. It doesn't matter. They um, lost yesterday. They did, and, and I, I, I think, all right, so – Maybe the buzz is building a little bit about this this backcourt that mm-hmm, you've been mm-hmm. um, that you've been bragging about. Right. Um, we'll see. I definitely think that there's room to improve um, on last year, um, and it, it'll be curious because last se- last season's offense was ranked second. So if we're expecting what a 2020, 2020, 2010 kind of night from each of these or collectively. Then that should that that could that could top. Um, they could they could literally make a run to be one of the best one two duos in the league. Well, DeAndre Murray brings defense and scoring. If you just look at the preseason games, you're already getting more out of your two than you ever got since Trey been here. So that translates over into the regular season. We own to something. And I wish they would leave John Collins alone and let this kid grow and blossom into something special. You can't keep telling a kid you're going to trade him, you're going to trade him, you're going to trade him, and expect him to be in his right mind. So, you know, and if Nate can give us some kind of a coaching effort, you know, we I, I 
I, I, we ought to make the playoffs outright, All at right. least. So, OG, I'm, I'm curious. So, um, Murray and and Trey appear to be playing nice in the sandbox together right now. They they appear, you know, you know, in this early prep time, getting ready for the season, that they're willing to do, willing to be a tandem to make this team work. Do you think it's a false positive? Do you really think this ushers in a new era where these two players can really be superstars together? Or do you do you think ego has a chance to kind of slip in there? I I think right now it's working because it's working, but the second that that DeAndre starts to struggle or something else changes or you know I I am skeptical at best because we've seen a lot of great duos with one player that's, you know, a superstar and another one that's not quite there. And it starts off great because everything's working and, you know, yeah, we're sharing the ball, we're winning. But the second we stop playing defense or something else changes and and it starts to to unravel, I think it's going to be back to more of the same of last year. And so it's a very fine line that we got to walk. And I I hate to say it, but I think there is some ego involved and, and, Right now it's new and fresh and, you know, it's, it's all great. But like we said last week, it, it, that one game was too small of a sample size to see if it's going to work for the entire season. I just, even though preseason's short, I, it, it, it's telling that we're, we're doing well, so it's working. Let's keep it up so that we can keep that, that cohesion in place. Well, I'd like to think that they've already had those conversations about – you know, the ups and the downs and the all arounds. So uh, Trey and uh, Murray, they like each other. Uh, Murray said the only place he wanted to come to was Atlanta. That's a good sign. Maybe that's going to be more players that want to do that. So I would think they've already had those conversations. Nate has been talking to Trey all summer and going to meet him in Arizona. So they, they, they all those Cat's been in the league long enough to know that you're going to have, you know, everything ain't going to be 100, but when you do get to them right. bumps in the road, that you work them out. I just hope that we don't get to the point of like John Wall and Bradley Beal, where it was great for a season or two. And, you know, John Wall said, oh, we're the best one, two, you know, guards in the league. And, and then all of a sudden season three comes around and, and it crashed and burned. And I just, I hope that that's not the case, but, it's one of those where we've we've heard it all before, we've seen it before. Well, the proof is in the pudding. Well, I hope so too. And here's oh, another, here's another thing, gentlemen. A couple of things. Um, we did have we did have some some losses to the roster that kind of just make me wonder about the bench production moving forward. Um, Lou Williams is is not that he played a lot, but he he was a presence for this team and I don't and, and he offered a leadership that Did he go ahead and retire. Uh I don't I don't know if he retired, but I just know he's not he's he's not on the team anymore. Right. So um so again that's a concern. Herder, he he was hit or miss, but he certainly when he was on, he certainly pro- provided good production or good enough production. Even Gallinari with his inconsistencies and, and, and injuries. Right, right. So you know some of the names that we've added again I'm not really heard of them. So isn't that going, mm, um, Justin and Aaron Holiday? Yeah, yeah, they, they yeah, they um, defense 10 12 a game. Frank Kaminsky, uh, AJ Griffin, Sim. who AJ Griffin, no. Trent Forrest, Tyrese okay. Martin. 
Uh-uh. They probably ain't going to play. <laughs> so it's, again, and I'm sure it'll it'll figure itself out. But in the midst of, again, it's kind of like, you know, what is it? Wonder Twins power activate. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's what we're getting with Murray and Trey. So yeah. we don't need a rebuilding effort in all the other areas. You know but, what I'm saying? Yeah, you're right. But I don't think we're in a rebuilding mode. I mean, we look, they signed uh, Jalen Johnson, our top pick who we said needed to play more. Yeah, but will so, he? Yeah, he, yeah. This year, he's going to be a part of the rotation. It's time. Ain't nothing else to, I hear, to win I hear on. you say that. It's, because Nate, it's Coach Nate saying that. I know. Nate, Nate going to have to get in the, in the 21st century and, and, and play the kind of ball that they play. You got to let your young stars be stars. Why you draft them? Oh, gee, I, I get it. But, again, you've got your top two players who are, again, already kind of flowing. Yeah. The rest of the team has to really – we don't have time for them to play catch-up to really kind of catch the catch the wave and ride it, OG, you know? Yeah, it, it's kind of like the, the Falcons where you've got, you know, one or two core players and then everybody else is new. And how quickly can you get a cohesive team because you don't have the same big men. You don't – you know, the forwards are all, you know, just combined. It, it's, it's like building a whole new team every year. And I just – I don't know if there's – there's enough preseason time to get that, you know, one unit because mm-hmm. we'll be going up against teams that have, you know, four or even all five starters that, that have, that have been the same for years. Well, we brought back, uh, what's the big African, what's his name? Uh, uh, uh I can't never, I can't never, but you know, we extended got the big eyes. Yeah. <laughs> what's, what's his name? What's his name? Hold on, I'm looking. Uh, and if you look at the games, we've been getting, you know, pretty even score. You know, DeAndre Hunter sixteen, uh, uh, John Collins twenty two, Trey twenty, Okongwu. So they brought him back. So he's going to be a part of your second group along with the Holiday Boys. Uh. And then you're going to mix Trey and DeAndre. You know, they ain't going to always be on the court at the same time. So I, I still think you got a good mix. Uh, I, I, I think we're going to be better from what I've seen than last year. And I think you've seen a little early dose of that. Now, if you'll notice, throughout the league, a lot of the starters have played a lot this year in preseason. And one reason is because they – they ain't playing but four games in preseason. Mm. And I'm I'm so glad that I didn't I didn't never understand why you play 15 to 20 preseason basketball games. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. So I really think we're gonna be better, but I'm gonna tell y'all, Nate has got to be better. He's gotta be better. And I I, I got something else to throw out to both of you and, and get your reaction. Heard a little rumor. Um, heard a little rumor that there's a strong possibility that Draymond green to be traded for john Collins. i saw it, i ain't happy about it <laughs> yeah i just oh, want to let the, did you the audience know the, that um t-bird is is really holding his head right now um in disgust <laughs> you know i just trying to give a visual to what's going on here in the studio i'm not gonna trade no. i'm not gonna trade a 33 year old for 26 year old og og just talk some sense no did you did you see the footage of Draymond punching Jordan Poole? Uh, mind you, a teammate that has him. been on his team for years. Yeah. And it, it kind of looked like he cold caught. Like, yeah. Jordan wasn't expecting it. Yeah. Like, yeah, he did. I, 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 
don't want that anywhere near my team, my culture. I don't care how good Draymond is. I agree and, with you, OG, I mean, for a change. I agree. I don't want him nowhere I, near I seventy five. That's like that's like the equivalent of, of Ben Simmons. That's just he's he's a cancer to the culture of the team, and it's just not worth it. No, no matter the cost, it's not worth it's, it. It's not worth and, it. And he's thirty three years old too. That's enough. Yeah, I, I'm, so I'm the only one that sees the upside to it. I, I guess because I don't see it. I just think that there's an intensity, there's a, an aggressiveness, there's a toughness that Draymond brings uh, that anchors um, the Golden State Warriors and would anchor any team. Sure, there is the drawback of there being some, you know, outbursts. But I, I promise you, him and Jordan have made up, and and it's it's literally water under the bridge. So I don't know. I, I don't think he negatively impacts the team. I definitely think that because of that intensity, it certainly is. It offers a leadership and focal point for the team throughout the long season. You you need that intensity. You need that toughness. And I I could see the the the, the Hawks benefiting from something like that. I don't think it'd be a cancer like say, um, who's your boy? Um, ben Simmons Kyrie, or somebody like that. Kyrie or yeah uh, oh, yeah Kyrie. Now, I guess Mo, the one thing I will say is Draymond plays defense, which would be which would be an advantage. Right. Uh, but I just I don't. It, he, he regardless if they've made up or not, I I think I think it's too much trouble. I, I, he is. These are not okay. I get it. This, it was not. It wasn't necessarily a fight. It certainly looked like more of a cold. He cold cocked him. I watched. Um, it. But teammates teammates get into it all the time. Yeah, I, that's true. But uh, you know. Yeah, he may give us great defense, but he gonna score you three point three point one points again. That's, that's what we got the d- dynamic duo for. Well, you know, it's if they do decide to pick him up, first case of Xanax is on me. All right, guys. <laughs> <laughs> you are becoming some type of pseudo drug dealer. Yeah, pool, you know, liquor bartender <laughs> kind of. What is this word pseudo? <laughs> It's the real deal. Is that what you're saying? I'm not going to. On the advice think, of my lawyer. Oh, gee, I think question. you texted me that today, too, didn't you? And I was trying to say, what do you mean by that? <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to figure out, what is he talking about? Zudo. You know what? Just T-Bird, just, you know what? <laughs> we for, note. Yeah, we forgot y'all. Y'all went to county schools. Whoa! <laughs> whoa! Shots fired, people. Shots, Shots fired. fired. You know what? I hope you're ready when we come back because I hear you got a pretty philosophical question to I ask do, us I all. Do. So y'all stick with us here on the Capital Sports okay. Report. Hey, this is Mo Better with the Council Tater Sports Report. I'd love for you to join us for what always promises to be an entertaining and lively discussion on the latest news in sports. And trust me, I need all the support I can get because refereeing these matchups with T-Bird and the other guy is no easy task. But it's always a lot of fun. Tune in Fridays at 6 o'clock. But don't share no more.
And thanks for sharing on the air. Yeah, so you you're go. on. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Thanks. So here we go. So here we go. All right. Oh, and hit this light. I'm I'm kind of I'm a little nervous, Dex, to be honest. OG. He's got a he's got a question. So um oh, Lord. You got you got I'm brave. OG. I, I'm prepared. Okay. All right. Go ahead. No, you or me? You. I thought it was you. No, it was you, man. Oh, man. You had the question. Do I look philosophical to you? Why are we playing who's on first? Why are we doing that now? Oh, I I thought you was going to go into the quarterback thing. So you want me to go with that one so everybody can be thinking about it? Well, we had already talked about the quarterback. I'm the one that's supposed to be drunk around here. Oh, did we talk about the quarterback? My bad. Okay, wait a minute. No, the quarterback thing was... uh, when we talk do, about do, Brady, do, well, I'm just what I mean by that is a, around the league, OG. Do you believe that the quarterbacks they they just making it? They're so soft and they don't got used to being, you know, uh, getting people penalized. You think the league done went soft with that? I think the league has gone. You know, they needed to ease up because the quarterbacks a lot of times get hit from the blind side unexpectedly and you can't brace for something like that. So I think they did right to make a change, but I think they changed too far, but, but then we still have situations like, like the Tua situation. And, you know, it was the, it was the original hit the first week. And then when he got spun around and hit the back of his head, falling backwards, that's what started it. I don't know if you can make a rule about that other than just preaching to players to tackle differently. But as far as soft, it, it does seem like quarterbacks are, are overly protected. And sometimes you just want to see somebody just get hit. Um, <laughs> it, 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 I mean, Carson Wentz, Car- Carson Wentz delivered a very nice hit to Roquan Smith last night in the game, put him right on his butt. And I, Rokon Smith is a, is a man amongst boys when you talk about linebackers in the NFL. And Carson Wentz got him on the blind side. He wasn't expecting it and laid him out. And if, if that can happen to a big, tough linebacker, imagine what happens to quarterbacks who are standing there still and just get nailed by 350-pound men. The ghost what? of uh, Deacon Jones has entered the chat. Yeah. Who? <laughs> Deacon Jones. That's what Deacon Jones. You don't remember Come on, T Bird. Yeah, yeah, I remember yeah. him. But who was the? Okay, you him. No, bro. It's it was a joke. We're just gonna go with that. Thanks for shooting down my joke. <laughs> um, I, I appreciate that. Apparently, it wasn't funny enough. I'll work on my. I'll work on my. Did I say white hitters? He tried it. Yeah. He tried it. Here's well, the here's the thing though. You know, I I, I want to see somebody get laid out, bro. I mean, they make fifty million dollars a year. You know, it's. It, it, I think also the league is trying to put the onus on the players instead of examining their systems and their accountability. Because how many doctors have seen some of these players? You know, these are team doctors that are seeing these players get concussions, and they're trying to put it back on the players instead of the doctors being like, "Yo, take them out." They're not. They're just collecting that check and just sending them back in. So, <laughs> well. But isn't it funny though, OG, that back in the day, the players weren't were not in as great as physical shape as these kids are now, and didn't have all the stuff to keep them playing and all that as they are now, and the game was a lot tougher. 
Now they got yeah. everything. Everybody in great shape and this and that. And the game is softer, Mo. I don't know that it's softer because I I, yeah. watched, I watched um pretty soft just, Justin Fields last night. Mm-hmm. Um, he took a hit. Oh yeah. Um, but dropped a dime for a touchdown. I saw that. Process, yes, so it's like he knew it was coming. He laid on the ground for a minute. You could tell he was definitely in pain. He did a push up. Yeah, to <laughs> show then, him, and then got back up. So I know that these quarterbacks, especially these NFL quarterbacks, um, understand um, what what's at stake. They understand what's coming out, probably except Tom Brady. Tom Brady's the only one who acts like he doesn't expect to get hit. And kick, he kicked kick. Grady Jarrett. I heard he got, heard he got fined for that, too. They gave him a $11,000 fine. Okay. But here's the thing, though. They know, and I, I think, I know, I know, the athletes playing professional football today are tougher they're faster, they're meaner, they're more athletic. And quarterbacks, I feel, especially because, especially with the emphasis on edge rush, um, yeah, they're, they're, they're taking a licking. But it's not something that they don't expect. But let's be honest. Some of these guys coming in for these hits, are, are they're dirty hits. Oh, they're, they're, yeah. they're not clean you know, just trying to get a sack. No, they're trying to knock somebody's on their ass, knock their heads off. And I just, I get it for the sake of the fan wanting to see somebody get knocked, get knocked out. Want to get knocked out, but it's not necessary in, 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 in the, in the, at the end of the day. I mean, you really, you shouldn't want to literally kill somebody on the football field. Well, there was a, there was a comment here. Um, Back in uh back in the sixties and seventies, all those players that got concussions, they can't recognize their family now. So mm, I, I mean, mean so that's we, a good point. You know, we get thirty seconds of entertainment from these guys getting knocked out, and then their families right. have to get Junior Say out, exactly. You know, or Chris Benoit right. in order, you know, for our entertainment. Mm-hmm. But all of, uh, if if you poll a league, the majority of those players they know what it is, and they'll say, "I'll do it again." Now I've seen a lot of players that say that they they brought that question up to them, and they say, "Would you do it, cons- knowing the risk of this game? Would you do it again?" And most of the players that I've seen said yes, and I'm sure a, a big reason is because of the money that you make, yeah, or, or, say, or the concussions that they. Yeah, I'll, I'll take yeah. a concussion for a lotto ticket. Really? Yeah, man. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I'm not using my brain now. Have you ever had a now. concussion before? Am I using my brain now? Well, you know. Well, yeah. Have you ever had a concussion before, T-Bird? Uh, let's see. When I was 13 one time, I got in trouble. And I, I was mean, doing... And my dad... <laughs> wait a minute. And my daddy, my daddy hit me across the head. Do I need to call someone? And I had no idea where I was at. So I probably had a concussion. If, 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 I'm serious. If you had a concussion, you would know it. I'm just telling you that I seen stars and I had no idea where I was at. Yeah, you saw stars. That's a concussion. Okay. I I used to think that that was just something that they made up in cartoons. You know, if you really see stars when you get a concussion. So, and and I really wouldn't wish that on my worst enemy. It was, it was a, I think it took me at least two weeks just to even feel normal again. Um, Because it's literally just the effort to just hold my head up or turn my head was just, you know, excruciating. And 
again, got to be players, in a dark room too. Yeah, these players, you know, over and over and over, the 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 brain is not meant to take that kind of impact. I agree. And we're doing it for entertainment or money. That makes no sense to me. When but you, it's when, their choice, it's, Mo. It's, it's their choice. It's their choice. But I, I mean, certainly think that they don't go in thinking, all right. I know the end game is going to be a concussion, but damn it all anyway. No, they're they're thinking that they're going to beat the odds. Well, they're, yeah, but they're starting to think. Sure. They're, they're starting to think that okay, I'm gonna go in here. If you'll notice in the last few years, there's been some uh, top notch players that have retired yeah. around the five six year mark mm-hmm. because they they saying I'm gonna get a little bit and get what I can, then I'm gonna get out. Yeah. Oh yeah. What you got, OG? I, I'm just gonna say I. To, to follow up with a couple points you guys made, players are bigger, tougher, faster, stronger than they were back in the day. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, there's an iconic picture I think of maybe it's Kenny Stabler in Super Bowl three at halftime. He's, he's smoking a, a cigarette and, and drinking a beer. Oh yeah, you wouldn't even dream of that now. And and if you guys remember the old NFL films, oh, yeah. um, you know show. There are players documented in the 60s and 70s that, oh, I separated my shoulder, but I stayed in for the next play because I didn't want my teammates to think I'm a wimp. Oh, yeah. And with, with that kind of mindset, you, we didn't know anything about, about any injuries and all that, nothing like we do today. And so it was a different mentality, but players were not as big, fast, and strong. And, and the offseason is, is a job in and of itself to stay in shape. So. I think it's it's two very different arguments, but in a nutshell, yes, T Bird, I, I think the league has gotten a little bit soft. I'm not saying we need to go full, you know, full one eighty, but I think we can we can relax a few things and change a few rules to to incentivize still hitting a quarterback and, and not getting, you know, punished or, or or your team suffering for it. And those helmets were crap. They what they know one little one little yeah, they were, across the they were crap. I mean, so then that was what after the just a plain leather little caps that they used to yes, wear. Yes, sir. Yeah. Um. Yeah. We um we had a retort on um on the players wanting to play. Um. There was a disagreement. A devil's advocate comment that uh the players' wives didn't want them to play. They didn't want them to you know do that or you know play knowing that they'll get concussions. So, yeah, you know, the family right. is important. So. Yeah, but at the same time, it's still if up you, to that player. Uh, yeah, the, the wives you might not want them to play. But, T-Bird, if you ask a player that's currently actively playing in the NFL, I feel like their answer is going to be very different than than the player that's 10 years or 20 years removed from the league. Yeah, because maybe, yeah, maybe so. Cause he's making so he, I, he's making money right now, so you you know he's gonna say I would do it again. Of course he would, but yeah. his as his uh, as he gets a little more life sense. I mean, these are twenty something year old kids. That's what for I'm the most saying. part. Mm-hmm. That's my and point. I think their an- their answers would be very different. Um, you know, ten years ten years later. All but right. hey, All right. hey, OG, you were asked to make the uh, rugby argument about. Um, you know, players, you know, I guess it's the pads versus non-pads. Yeah. So, so the rugby style tackles, uh, thank you for, for mentioning that. Cause when Mo said the leather helmets and all like players didn't lead with their heads back then. So I'm sure there was a lot less concussions. Not that we have any statistics that, you know, it's just hunch, but you didn't lead with your head when you're wearing a, a leather, you know, baseball hat. 
you led with your shoulder, the rugby style. That is why rugby where has almost no pads and they have incredibly few concussions compared to the NFL that had in the 200s uh, the last several years uh, total. And, and T-Bird says, oh, I, but I want to hear that crack. And when, you're, when the helmet cracks on, on the other person. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. Dex, roll back the footage there because you said, I don't, nobody's going to watch that. I want to hear the crack. And that's what I'm paying for. I want to he- hear that hit. I we can roll back that footage. Like an elephant. <laughs> we can roll back that footage. Dex will pull it up in a heartbeat because oh, you are oh, wrong. Oh, it'll Lord. take a couple heartbeats, but yeah, we can probably roll back to it. I'll, I'll get it up for the next show. How's that? We'll just, you know, we'll keep the argument going. I'll start recording you guys certain comments and stuff. Yeah. Speaking of the argument going. All right, T-Bird, I hear you got a question. All right, OG, before you go, I want you to chime in on it too. Give me a few more minutes. Uh, Somebody brought up to me, and we're going to switch gears a little bit. And since Mo in the house, we got a lady in the house. If, and we're going to end it with this. If you're, uh, you're getting married, okay, and, and you, you're going to marry this woman, and you're going to buy her an engagement ring, okay, should, okay. should that, should your your fiance pick out her own engagement ring or do you buy what you think is suitable uh considering what kind of money you got and this and that and give to her and she should be happy with it or should she say no that ain't big enough for me i want to do this what do what do you do is this about sports no but but, but wait a minute wait a minute hold on let me tell you the reason why I brought this up because I I felt like this was something I want to hear from a from a, a woman like Mo and I told you we ending the show with this tonight, so I want to hear what Mo's thoughts is on that. I feel like this is about to be the most misogynistic conversation I've ever look, heard in my look, life. Let's let's see. We're gonna we're gonna kind of dance around a little bit, Dex, and see if we can kind of hit know, hit uh, OG first, so because he got to go. Right. Hit OG first, and and OG touch on that. So I am, you know, six years married and was very clear with, with my wife. You tell me the style and, and, you know, pick out the shape and the color and all that. And, and let me, I will do the rest. I just need to know what style she likes, what cut and, you know, clarity and all that. And then let me do the rest. Because Tibra, that's like asking the jewelry store guy or, or gal how much you should pay for the ring. Well, you know they're gonna up, you know they're gonna they're gonna jack up the price. Oh, you spent you know, half their life savings. Of course, your woman's gonna want the biggest, best, best ring out there, but that's not her domain. That's she can tell you what what style of ring she likes, and and let let the guy take care of the rest. That kind of money. Hold up, hold up. Go ahead, Dick. We we uh we got a little consensus from our audience that they should be picking these things out together. That way the man knows, you know, within his uh, budget, the woman knows what she wants. It seems like uh, like that's the that's a very diplomatic answer from both of our uh, our commenters. So and, okay. and, like and, and I'm, I'm glad they said that because I was going to say Go, that I'm, I'm not going to be the the general consensus because I am a romantic at heart. I am, you know, a traditionalist at heart when it comes to these kinds of things. And um yeah i'm gonna need you to go out and and get that and 
um Come on hopefully if you are even at the stage where you're asking me to marry you uh-huh you know my taste you know my preference so i expect <laughs> it to be something that's going to be reflective of what i mean to you not necessarily it doesn't have to be five carat but it certainly needs to be special but again i'm seeing a lot of a lot of of, of these younger women who yeah the, uh, i've got family family and friends yes they went with him to pick out the ring and to me that just takes out the you know i, I, I it's not that i want to be you know shocked that you're proposing but i certainly want it to be special and be something that i'm not expecting in terms of and it, it i don't know it just seems to take away the the tradition and maybe it should it just seems to take away the tradition when you go and pick it out and you know what you're getting okay now and then there there of course you know there are status symbols for in terms of some women yeah they they want the ring to impress people i don't but there are a lot of thank women you who do. thank you now it, the way i feel about it is most women want that to be a surprise you know y'all been going together so you know that the marriage thing may be on the horizon Okay, so I knew my wife, she wanted it to be a surprise, so to speak, if if we were in our 25s in the 30s. Okay, but because we were younger, you know, we we probably had to do something else. But I feel like, okay, I've been with my girl for such and such. I'm ready to marry her. So I'm going to try to get all the information I can from my sisters, from from people that know her, know her taste. I want to try to know a little bit about her taste. And I'm going to have to go by what my pocketbook say, too, because I'm going to surprise you the way you like. But when I give you this ring, in my opinion, don't you don't you frown up at me now. I'm 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 on one knee. I'm 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 giving you the I, ring. I get what you're saying. Wait a minute, hold it. I'm giving you the ring, and this is what I could afford. I tried to make it as pretty and as nice as I could, but because it ain't five thousand dollars worth of ring or ten thousand dollars worth well, of ring. Now, now here's the thing: like back in the day, when a man went to a a, a father and asked yeah. for his daughter's hand, you know there were certain things that he received in return because of the expectation of what he was getting so i think it's the same thing you know it's it should be something that shows her she's worth it so if it didn't quote hurt for you to get it then you're not ready to propose number one number two it's generational folks may you know like 30 and under they're 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 more apt to say let's go pick it out let me show you what i want so you can get it but older yeah we're with that so and and i don't see that I don't think that it's wrong. I just think it takes away the magic. That's just me personally. Well, when me and my wife were 22, when we got married, we went and got the rings together. Mm-hmm. You know, we didn't have no 35 year old money at that time either. Yeah. So yeah, I saw what you, you know. Uh, okay. Okay. Um, this is producer Dex. This is my response to the whole thing. I think if you are in this situation and you're having to ask this question, whether you want to surprise them or pick it out together, it is too early for you to ask yeah. because at this point you don't know. Right. So why don't you marinate on it a little bit? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I like that. Why are you looking like that? And thank you for coming to my Ted talk. Okay. Why are you looking like that? Why are you look like that T bird? I was just looking. I mean, <laughs> I done made up my mind. He said, man, okay. I done made up my mind, but I know what I can afford. Here's here. Cause here's my, and thing. I, and I know, hopefully she knows me to where I'm going to try to get her the best that I can 
again, the not, best that you can should hurt, if that makes sense. Because hell, here's, it the hurt. Thing, here's the thing. <laughs> like, you know, because for me, it's more than about you being able to afford a ring. Exactly. You know, I, I, I'm almost at the point where I'm like, you know what? Show me show me the a mortgage. Show me some keys to a house versus a ring. That's, so, that's what I'm talking about. Because it's about the commitment and, and the investment that you're making that commitment. So I agree. if you want to spend five, ten, fifteen thousand dollars $15,000 a ring, so be it. But understand that it's more than just being able to afford a ring when it comes to being able to um, afford or uh, or afford a lifestyle that includes a wife. I have a thirty five dollar ring and a billion dollar wife. Okay, that's that's where my investment. And I met Dick's wife. Yeah, she's great. Did you apologize for what? Everything. She got a big old <laughs> booty too. Oh my! Really? My, yeah, my wife got cake, man. Really? Yeah. Like that's how you. That's how you want to end the show. No, no, no. It's just one of the many things I like about okay. her. Okay. So, All know. right, we'll give you that. Yeah. Good shout out. <laughs> T-Bird's looking like, I don't know what to say. <laughs> I mean, I, I said it so he Look, didn't have you, to. Exactly. You can't. Oh, I, I didn't oh say a word. God. What I do? Yeah, but you are. Just this whole reaction right here, T-Bird. What? what? Is a, is hey, a co is a That's a cosign. She's got nothing that I'm embarrassed about. I, I, I didn't I say Shout out, Shell. Stop. I love you, baby. That's a cosign. On that note, folks. <laughs> Been a great evening, gentlemen. Thanks for joining us, y'all, here on the Calcutta Sports Report. Join us again next week, same time, same place. Y'all have a good evening. We are out. We're out. <laughs>